Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, featuring Rob Bro. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, good morning, West Texans. All you good, fine, friendly folks out there who wish you were. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Rowe. Take you to 1 o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios. Turn morning into afternoon with you wonderful folks listening in in San Angelo on ESPN 960 in Lubbock. Talk 103.9 FM News. Money. Sports. It is Bandwagon Wednesday. You could be texting in right now. 806-855-371 to the Bandwagons. You're on the Bandwagons. You are off. We've got basketball to look at. Texas Tech falling to 0-6 last night on the men's side with an 81-74 loss that, quite frankly, wasn't really that close as the uh, final score Indicates we'll sort through the fallout on that, what happens from now, what doesn't happen from now, and it'll tie into our question of the day as well. Hour number two, uh, Ask Coach Hyatt. That's where you ask me generic questions for a generic coach. I'm not playing the role of any Texas Tech coach, so if you've got questions about Texas Tech coaches, ask us the question about a Texas Tech coach, and then we'll answer it. But that's not what Ask Coach Hyatt is. Uh, that would be a hell of a show right there. We don't stop. Uh, we are contractually obligated to bring you David Collier, KMAC 28, KLBK 13, Director of uh, Athletic Sports Content. Uh, so he will join us at some point in the uh, hour two of his choosing. All right, 806-855-3712. You listen in on the apps, that's great. Download the app where you get your apps or at kkm.com. Turn on notifications. We don't want you to miss anything. Then you follow the station on Twitter. That'd be easy. You just go at talk1039. Wow, there it is. And you're following me. I'm just Ryan Hyatt at Ryan Hyatt Media. Show never ends. Daily broadcast rolls out usually around 6.30ish in the evening. Recap the day's events with you. Highly interactive, fun uh, online broadcast, usually Twitter Live. You can find out everything we do at theraiderland.com. He's Rob Bro, king of hat of the day. Got the classic Rangers hat on there. The uh, Max Klinger Rangers cap, as I like to refer to it, is it was uh, actually a Toledo Mudhens hat back in the day. Uh, One-third of the gambling gauchos as well, at Rob Bro Show on Twitter. And he doesn't stop there. He brings you his own show, The Rob Bro Show, Monday through Friday, 1 to 2, right here on Talk 103.9. Happy, happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. That is and forever should be the Rangers everyday hat. Yes, for sure. And then they can work in all the other cool hats that they've got. But that's the hat. The red bill, the white tee, the the right color of blue. And you can wear this with your white uniform and your blue uniform. Yes, yes. And your red uniform. Why not? I know. That's how great the hats are. Because you know what you had to do back in the 70s and 80s? You only had a hat. <laughs> you had a I, hat. I wonder, I wonder how many hats a major league player goes through in a season. Holy moly. Legitimately. I would not be surprised if it's on average two to three per game played. That between BP, uh, game... Just game hats, because you have the BP hat. Okay, game hats, probably 100. You think every... Because you have probably five hats you wear through the season with specialties and whatnot. Maybe more. And then you're probably cycling those out every... What what do they do with the old ones? Just tossing them? Sign it, put a chip on it, and sell it. I guess. You know, that's what I'd be doing. I've never really thought out. 
there are very few like in college baseball you still see the <clears throat> like the gray right. hat at the end from a few guys, but some guys are getting new hats even in college baseball now. Oh, yeah. But you hardly ever see that in the major leagues. Yeah, the sweat stained bill. No, you just don't see that. Not like like you said. Not like you used to see it. Interesting. The consequence days. I have never thought of that before. Me neither. How many hats? Okay, now major, we, we can find that somebody. out. I, there's you know equipment guy somewhere. Yeah. Uh, could answer that easily. That, that's probably like a Twitter. Like we could hit somebody on Twitter and say, "Hey, just curious." Is there a Texas Rangers equipment department like they do in, uh, like with Tech football like and everything else? Tech. I would be surprised. I'll I'll look for that. Today. Or just Chuck Morgan. He'll find out within two minutes. There you go. Right. Or uh, John. Blake. John Blake. Yeah, I'm gonna tweet at John Blake. Okay, we'll do that. Well, hopefully by the end of your show today, we'll find out on average how many hats does a Major League Baseball player go through. On the year. 806-855-3712 for you guys to join us today. Bandwagon Wednesday, the uh, bandwagon you're on or off, sports or otherwise. And then, of course, well, uh, we've got uh, Texas Tech getting beat by Baylor, going to 0-6. And, again, a lot to unravel and unpack on the game last night. As I tweeted at halftime, you can't build build yourself as a defensive first program and give up 48 points and a half at home. You just can't do it. Now you are 0-6. Uh, this team is more talented than uh, an 0-6 team should be. We got, like I said, a lot. Of, I, I, I kind of want to see where you guys are with this team right now. And what do you think uh, is going on, is not going on, uh, anything and everything on that. Now here's the question of the day. With Texas Tech, I, I guess uh, you're mired. You get, you get mired in a losing streak. So Texas Tech is mired now. In the losing streak. How do you break a losing streak? Have you ever found yourself in one of those deals where you just got to change some things up? It's not working out. I mean... Uh, What's your slump buster? Yeah. You know, what do you got? What do you, how do you, what do you change up? What do you do different? Uh, what have you done in the past if you have found yourself in that situation? Have you been on a team where you guys were struggling and said, all right, this is what we got to do. We need a chicken. Is it a live chicken? We need a live chicken. That's not, that, that, that sounds horrible. We can't We can't get a live chicken. Uh, what do you do? Creative ideas. Uh, and I delve into this topic. I, I'm not a believer in luck. All right? Or maybe to put it uh, more precisely, I don't believe in jinxes. I don't believe in curses. I don't believe in things of that realm that some people, particularly in the world of sports and otherwise, like to ascribe and subscribe to i do however believe that your uh your routine builds habits your habits builds uh character and uh, outcome so to sit there and say that you know if you do if, if if you're not getting the outcomes you want on something you need to start doing something different yeah i firmly believe in that in fact it's it's almost asinine not to do something different at times i love the expression if it uh if at first you don't succeed Quit, start over. You did something wrong, probably. No, it didn't stop it. Quit. It says quit what you're doing. Start over the process and do something different to get a different outcome. Yeah, and the, the, the the old comment there is try, try again. Well, try again in new ways. Yes, you can keep trying. You don't have to try the same thing over and over. Because right now, with this team, you're trying again... The same way every time, and it's not working. Yeah. We talk about the mysterious halftime adjustments in football all the time. Yes, we do. 
By the way, did you hear Peyton Manning just trash halftime adjustments the other day? Was was it because I've heard him talk about this before? Basically, there's no time. You go in and you eat an orange, and you have a, have a yeah. little getter. You go back out, and there's nothing going so it's on. The in biggest there. myth in sports. Yeah, th- there's nothing happening. I'm going to save that clip because I have said that all the time. But I'm not an 18 year NFL quarterback, right? So now that Peyton Manning said it, maybe people will believe me that there's there's not a whole lot of halftime adjustments to be made. You just adjust on the fly in the third quarter. Well, and part of part of adjustments is. You have to have a plan B, a plan C beforehand. You right. don't create it yes. during the game. It is, okay, we worked on this this week. We knew that if, if this was happening, this is what we were going to go to. If they take this away, we've worked on this all week, that this is what we're going to go to. Yeah. Or vice versa. If we you know, if we can't stop them this way, we've talked about this. Now we're going we're gonna to flip to this. The adjustment was made. Days ahead, not not on the flyer at halftime or anything else. My overall point, though, I'm trying to get to is: no, I... Can Mark Adams make a halftime adjustment on the season? Yeah, because his no middle defense is just his no middle defense. You've not seen a lot of Texas Tech teams over the last six years adjust to anything, yeah. offensively or defensively. They just are just who they are. And if they're better than you that night, you lose. And sometimes it works out, and sometimes the team comes together, and sometimes it doesn't. I've had... This year it hasn't. I have had some discussions with people much smarter than I am regarding basketball X's and O's, all right? You know what that means? I ask a guy at 7-Eleven, because that's how easy it is to find somebody who's better than me at X's and O's. But specifically about the no-middle defense and how... Almost everybody is running some aspect of it. Look around the Big 12 now. Especially in the Big 12. Everybody's running it now. And that offenses now, what 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 do we do? We we adapt, right? What do we we you we shoot adapt? 50% it's, from 3. <laughs> you got more three-point shooters. You've got you've got a generation now coming yeah. up. And things change in 5-10 years in college sports. That the college players they they've grown up watching the Steph Currys, watching the uh, Trey Youngs. And you know what? Go, go watch a high school game and go, Rob. You you call high school basketball. I'm amazed at some of the shots that these high school players take. The range and the, and and the coach is like, good shot. You know, 25 footer. Yeah, no problem. Unleash it. And they make them. My point being, are we seeing not that the mid, no middle defense is is junk. Not that it's a bad scheme, and not that they haven't adapted to it and tried to do some things over the years, but like everything, are we seeing offenses now in the Big 12 that are built to beat it? There's a reason the 46 Bear defense isn't run anymore in the NFL. There's a reason the Tampa 2 isn't really run effectively in the NFL. The the wishbone. Like, that was passed over, and people figured out how to beat it, and you moved on from it, and you found a new offense. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the no-middle defense is a bad defensive philosophy. I'm not. Iowa State still runs it very well. And they may be the best team in the Big 12 right now. Who Of the top four teams, we were trying to figure this out last night. Would you, I, and we'll do this tomorrow on Power Ranking Thursday. Right. But right now it's really hard to figure out who's the best team in the Big 12. Because Kansas State, last night against Kansas, looked like the best team in the Big 12. Yeah. On Saturday, TCU, TCU looked like the best team in the Big 12. Iowa State, certainly from personal experience, feels like the best team in the Big 12. I think right now I would go with Iowa State. Right now, today. Iowa State, Kansas, 
And then because they won the head-to-head Kansas Kansas TCU and then Kansas TCU. That would be my four if I had to power rank them. And it's almost draw the names out of a hat out there at the up there at the top. And then Texas. Yeah, I guess. Does Texas take nine or ten? Ten. Who wins first, West Virginia or Texas Tech? West Virginia tonight against TCU. No, they're favored. Yeah, they might get it tonight. Texas Tech was favored against Baylor, though. Yes, they were. All right, let's get your thoughts rolling in on uh, Bandwagon Wednesday. Give us some of the bandwagons you're on, some of the bandwagons you are off. Uh, give us uh, ideas to break a losing streak. How do, you, how do you get out of a slump? What do you do? How do you change things up? What have you done in the past yourself? Texter, I take no pride in being correct on my 0-6 call two weeks ago or being off by two on the score last night, but here we are and something has to give. This team lacks talent and heart, excluding maybe two guys, all options should be on the table now. Define all options. I disagree. It does not lack talent. This is a talented basketball team. I also take, individually, individually. I also take issue that you don't take pride in being right, or uh, else you wouldn't. Text otherwise, in like you that. wouldn't text in every time. Um, you do take pride in being right. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. I take pride hey, in being right. Where, I'll, I'll remind people. Uh, yeah, own it. You were right. Um, this team is talented. But I am questioning the toughness. Not the individual toughness. No. The team toughness. The team toughness. Because that, I mean, if you can't close the game out. Yep. Norris Odiasi, again. Again last speaking night. Speaking powerful. Former Red Raider. Show me any sort of emotion. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's no. When you're getting called out, not by me, not by some right. idiot on the radio. Right. But by Norrin Sodiasi, I pay attention to that. I pay attention to the coach's own words after the games, too. Yeah. I mean, if you're preaching patience at 0-6, not a lot more to be patient about. Nope. All right, 806-855-3712. we got to take the timeout, jam up the text line. Uh, question of the day, how do you break out of a losing streak? Give us some ideas to shake some things up. Maybe the Red Raiders will do it. Uh, bandwagons, you're on. Bandwagons, you're off. And then uh, give us your thoughts on what you saw or didn't see last night regarding Texas Tech basketball. 806-855-3712. It's a quick break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Twenty-two. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro coming to you from the Arctic Air Studios, eleven to one, ESPN nine sixty, San Angelo, Talk one hundred three point nine FM, News Money Sports in Lubbock. From one to two, Rob Bro Show, right here on Talk one hundred three point nine. Give us some ways to break a losing streak. Tech needs some ideas. Uh, basketball now zero and six. Lady Raiders in action uh, tonight, Texas, I believe. That's right, isn't it? Vic Schaefer and the Lady. Uh, Longhorns, they, they don't go by that anymore, but they'll always be the Lady Horns to me. Uh, coming into uh, town. And then you've got uh, Bandwagon Wednesday. The ones you're on, the ones you're off. David Collier, hour number two, uh, as, long, as well as Ask Coach Hyatt. Uh, D1 Baseball, the official uh, baseball uh, website online destination for Raiderland. Uh, they have released their top 25, and Texas Tech Baseball has checked in at number 24 
And one of the things I love about uh, what Kendall Rogers does and the, and the staff there uh, at D1Baseball.com, they don't do an RPI until mid-March. That they 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 don't come out. There's no early season Ken Palm type number. There's no any of that. They, they now they establish a baseline, obviously with their rankings, but that they wait. And this is why I think their RPI is so good and so meaningful. They have this novel concept of waiting until some games are actually played. You know, maybe a team just didn't quite who we thought, or maybe this team is a lot better than we thought. Look at what they're doing. Uh, so uh, they do have the rankings out. Uh, I, I can't recommend what they do uh, near enough, so appreciate those guys. Uh, Texter, I hope this has to do with breaking a losing streak, Rob. Says you sacrifice a goat. Why we got to sacrifice a goat? Why we got to... You got to do some, uh, something interesting sometimes to yeah. to shake the loose. Can we just pretend like we're having Cabrito and then, uh, you know... Whatever. Yeah, we could sacrifice a goat underground. Yeah, and in in a pit of coals. Yes, we could. Texter, I'd like to see more passion from the coach. Uh, yeah, I, I I talk out of both sides of my mouth on this. Yeah, because you you have to be who you are right. as an individual to be effective. Tom Landry won two Super Bowls, and everybody loved him, and he hardly ever raised his voice on the sideline. Right. Right. Uh, and I know John Wooden hardly ever called timeouts, and John Wooden won 10 championships, and he didn't rant and rave like a, a madman. That is who Mark Adams is. Right. He is an intense person. I, I promise you. Yes. He is a very intense person. But he also tries to control that environment during a game. So I, I would say to the texture, I totally understand what you, when you're not winning and you see a coach just kind of standing there, you're going, they're not doing anything. No, no, they're they're doing something. Right. That's just not who he is. If that's the kind of coach you want, then you don't want Mark Adams. I would prefer the players to be showing emotion like Norton yeah. Sodiase mentioned. Exactly. You don't really have that guy either. No. Not on this roster. And I don't want fake emotion. No, none, none, none of the Russell Wilson type stuff. Right. There's, I don't know if I texted you this last night or somebody else, but as I as I observe this team from afar, there is no there there. It's just kind of voidless. That they don't, and and when people say, "How dare you say they don't care?" I think they care. Right. I think they want to win. Yes. I don't. Anybody who steps on a quarter or field or whatever, for the most part, they're playing hard. There's just something missing. Yeah. There's just something not there. And part of it may be that you just are a leaderless team. Which we've talked about all year. Yeah. That this team just doesn't have that person, that player, that is of the assembled group, that doesn't exist. Every great team, let's just boil it down to the Big 12. Every Big 12 team has a guy to take over. Right. When you need him to. Every good Texas Tech team in the past five or six years has had a guy to take over. Texas Tech doesn't have that guy stepping up right now. Mm-hmm. It just it, it hasn't happened for this team. And you know what? It's not going to happen for right. this team. At a certain point, you are who you are. 
even the teams that struggled for Texas Tech in January, they were still – all those signs were there that they could be better. That's why they got better. Or you had a guy step up. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see that with this team. Love to see it. Would love to. I don't see the ingredients there right now. Maybe they are, and, and, and for whatever reason, it just hasn't clicked or whatever. And it's it's still frustrating because you would be 500 or better in every other league. Yeah. But you're not in every other league. You're, you're in the, the Big, Big 12. 12. And I just I don't see a lot of wins on the schedule. I just, I, I'll go back again, and I pay attention to what coaches say and what they don't say sometimes. But the, not the rant, but the talk after the Iowa State trip about selfishness and right. things needing to change. And then apparently last night, uh, Mark Adams talking about wanting to go, wishes he could go back to November or something. Right. Okay, my question would be, and do what Yeah. necessarily? Maybe have a healthy Fardos. I, I guess that's what he was saying. Maybe. But go back with this team to November. And maybe, maybe that's the case, that they think, you know, if Fardos had been there the whole time, that it would be vastly different. I don't know. Maybe it would be, maybe it wouldn't. Doughboy's checking in, our resident trucker in Raiderland. Been a couple of days uh, back at it. A couple of days off and back at it now. Uh, guessing no tourney for us. When does baseball start again? Uh, 17th? A month from yesterday. Yeah. Gonzaga, I believe. Is that right? Is that the opener? Can't remember who the opener is. If only there was a device that allowed me to... Uh, just click on it and look and see what the uh, opening weekend schedule is. Gonzaga, February 17th. Four-game set. Then Western Illinois. The Leathernecks, I think that's what they they used to be. Famous marine aviator graduated from Western Illinois. That's how they got that. 806-855-3712. Quick bottom-of-the-hour break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Three point nine. It's twelve thirty four. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro taking you till one o'clock in the Arctic Air Studios. If your air is a little too arctic right now this time of year, you need to call the bear. Call the bear.com. They'll get you taken care of, fixed up. Uh, ESPN 960 San Angelo. Glad you guys are along for the ride today. We got you in Lubbock on Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. How do you break a losing streak? How do you snap out of it? What do, what do the Red Raiders need to do? Losers of six straight now in Big 12 play over on the year. It's bandwagon Wednesday. The ones you're on, the ones you're off, and uh, whatever else is on your mind. Today we'll uh, venture forth into that. David Collier joins us in the second hour. And it's uh, Ask Coach Hyatt after noon today. Not all, not all afternoon, just from 12 to 1. Uh, let's see. <laughs> there you go. Uh, hey, it's, it's it's open season now, Rob, when you're 0-6. Texture says a good way to end the losing streak is for Mark to reassign his son to ball boy and let Steve Green coach the offense. Hey, he scored 40 points or so in the first half. What more did you want? Gave it 48. That's the problem. Uh, that's the that's one of Mark Adams' problems right now. I don't mean necessarily that Luke Adams is a problem. Don't know. 
But you open yourself up when you're 0-6, guess what? And you've hired your son. You open yourself up to that. That's not my fault. I'm going to go ahead and read that because, Rob, I think that's a legitimate statement a fan can make because you can talk about the coaching staff. We talk about the coaching staff all the time. We do job approval ratings every Tuesday in football season for the coordinators. That you open yourself up to that kind of criticism when you hire your son. I get why you want to do it. Hey, you want your son to be successful? Hey, you think your son's a hell of a coach. I get why you'd want to coach with your dad. You think your dad's successful and he's a hell of a coach and you want to... I get it. And I, it's anecdotal to say it never works or it doesn't really work out. That's too anecdotal. But you open yourself up to it. Uh, let's see. Texter. Uh, we could maybe play uh, some of the guys who haven't gotten significant minutes, 20-plus minutes, and see what happens. What could it hurt at this point? All right, so your box score last night on your minutes played. Uh, everybody played 20 minutes minus Lamar Washington, who was 420. Uh, KJ Allen, who was 29 seconds. And Damarian Williams, who played 13 seconds. So you you pretty much spread around your bench. I, I get what the texture's saying, but from what I've seen, a lot of the guys that aren't getting a lot of minutes, I don't know that it would be better. Maybe, maybe it would be. And Kerwin Walton, we don't have true analytics here. We don't have the we have the plus and minus, but right. He made four three pointers. How many did he allow? See, and that's it. And now again, the plus minus number is a little bit. That's a team. That's plus a or team. Minus. So when he was on the floor, right. it's zero. But what was his course, net net you know, point what total? Was his net point total with him getting twelve. How much was he giving up? And that's I'm not trying to pick on Curran Walton specifically, no. but that's why he hasn't played is because the defense hasn't been good. Yeah. Texter is on the text line. Bandwagon I'm off of Texas Tech basketball. If we have talent, then it's coaching. If we don't have talent, it's coaching since they recruit. So what do you think? Uh, so what do you think, radio guys? Are we just stirring the pot and no one wants to lick the spoon? I don't even know what that means. I think we've licked the spoon plenty this year. I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to answer that because I don't know what it implies. I mean, I don't know either, but it sounds uh. good. Uh, we've talked about coaching a lot on this show. Yeah. Um, because I do think you're talented. And if it's not X's and O's, it's motivation. Yeah. It's the, the in-game firing up of a team, which is what people want when they say emotion. Right? Yep. When you're talking about Mark Adams not being emotional enough or not being fired up enough, that's what you're talking about. Talking about Chris Beard going flying loose either on the officials or in the huddle to fire up the guys. But you just don't have that. And you don't have it on your coaching staff, I don't think. Like, you- is there is there a guy on the staff that's that guy? Without being there day to day, no, I can't answer that question completely. I just look but at the bench. But you just watch the bench, and you don't see that. Of course, you got to be careful. Personality wise, but uh, yeah, you just don't see it. Of course, for the most part, minus uh, Peary and insert Steve Green 
last year, this year. Same staff, right? Well, bring in Luke. So yeah, we had five seniors and yeah, different components that you're working with. You also had Kevin McCuller, who I thought was a floor general. Yeah, is it as simple maybe as this? This this roster just doesn't fit together. That it is a collection of talented basketball players who can't play basketball well together. I think that's, or at a high level. Yeah, I think that's some of it for lo- for long stretches of time. Yeah, that it's just as constructed. It's just the pieces don't fit. I mean, we've we've talked about chemistry all year long, and I think a lot of that goes back to leadership as well. You don't have leadership on the floor beyond Pop Isaacs, and I don't know that everyone's listening to Pop Isaacs. No. Texter says, uh, breaking the streak. Wasn't there a past tradition of pretending to fight a bear in boxing after a win? How about bringing in a live huge grizzly bear from Alaska? Got to get a win first. I mean, it worked for the Flint Tropics. Yeah. Texter, I'm out on uh, men's basketball until they show some signs of life. It's frustrating to watch this team invent new ways to lose. The games are no longer appointment viewing for me. Well, you're just a bad fan. Well, you just you're just a bad fan. Yeah, you just you're just sunshine soldier and a summertime patriot. You're gonna lose a lot of close games this year, which makes it even worse, in my opinion. Yeah. If you just went out and lost by thirty every night, all right, you know, Tech's bad. Bounce back next year. But it's even more frustrating when you do see the talent, and you do see good players, and you do see a good team. That's just never good enough. Yeah. You're almost good. And I think that makes it more frustrating. It was more frustrating to me that they made a quick run at the end. It's like, where's that minute of basketball? Baylor didn't score for the last four and a half, five minutes. Besides free throws. They didn't make a bucket. Yeah. And they won by six. (laughs) Seven, whatever it was. Texter wants to know, what is this team's identity? Um, you asking the question right there answers your question. That there is no identity. It does not have an identity. And as we've been talking about, that goes to leadership, that goes to floor general, for lack of a better term. All those little things that add up, that, that's just not there for this team. And as I said in the open, the more I watch the team, and you, and you know what? Hey, the the texter who, you know, three weeks ago, this team's going to be 0-6. Oh, yeah, right, sure. And we poo-pooed that. All these signs were there in November and December, and we tried to whistle past I, – I, I shouldn't say we, I'll say I. Tried to whistle past the graveyard on a lot of it, thinking, okay, hey, I've seen some tech teams in the last, you know, half decade plus or so have their moments, and I, yeah. I know what the product finished product's going to look like. Hey, I know these guys are talented. That that's you know, yeah, they're going to stagger around in some of these non conference games. Oh, that's that'd be fine. When own six, they're learning. Doesn't they're, happen at the Big Twelve. Yeah, uh, that was my point. But all the, all the warning signs were there. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But history had taught you that with Texas Tech basketball, that typically it was going to look better, get better, right. As the year went on, to which it is not. Well, and when we were saying that Daniel Bacho didn't have the flu and didn't have a dislocated finger and didn't disappear in Big 12 play. Yeah. Like, there have been some extenuating circumstances that have shifted 
what I thought three weeks ago. The disappearance of Daniel Bacho was not something that I didn't factor was that banking in. on. Yeah. No. And I don't think the texter did either. This texture says, man, tech's pretty bad, aren't they? Uh, it's not like they're getting blown out. They just can't seem to defend enough to get on top and stay ahead in any of these games. They're a, they're a bad Big 12 team, yes. Yeah. Which still makes them a pretty decent basketball team. And uh, to me, that's more frustrating. It's more frustrating to be close than to be, you know, dog stomped every night. Yeah. For me. Hope is a dangerous thing, Andy. Absolutely. Texter says, I realize it's 2 a.m. in this season, but I'm checking out of the Adams Motel. Gone. Every other trip, one end of the court to the other. Low IQ basketball, including from guys who have played college ball for six years. I can't watch this AAU grab ass anymore. Yeah, when you have a point guard who's played in uh, at three different Power 5 programs, just dribbling into trouble and then making crazy passes every trip down the floor it's either getting to the hoop or dribbling into trouble and and throwing wild passes like that's it's not good yeah and defensive identity has always been there but it's not there this year because you're not good at it and you're the same offense you've been but you can't overcome anything i would actually say this offense is better in a lot of ways than what you've been in the past yeah. How many times? I would love to figure out this stat. How many times at halftime since Chris Beer took over have you shot 50% from three and 60% from the floor and been down nine at halftime? Hmm. Because that's basically what you did last night. Yeah. Of course, some of that was. I'm not going to say Baylor defensive indifference, but yeah, you shoot it in the first half, 57%, 15 of 26. And 47 from three. 7 of 15, 46.7 from three, three of four at the line. And you were down by nine. Yeah. After allowing them to shoot, 51.4 from the floor, 7 of 15 long, 5 of 5 at the line. If you just gave me, yeah, they had 10 more shots than you. Well, because they didn't have a turnover. Right. <laughs> you managed to force somehow three turnovers last night. And that's how that's how crazy it is because it's just – we keep talking about how Texas Tech teams figure it out. This does not look like a Texas Tech team in the last five years. It just doesn't. No. This isn't, this isn't the brand you've had. The only – This isn't the culture you've had. No. The first half in Austin is the only time I've seen them look like a Texas Tech team defensively. And I don't know if that was just the emotion uh, or maybe, I don't know, maybe Texas was just not really there offensively. But that's the only time that I felt like I was watching that Texas Tech defense. Texter says there's no denying this team has talent, but they don't have it, whatever that is. It's been a long time since I've seen a Tech team get beat to loose balls like I saw last night. That's uh, Raider and Wacko checking in. Yeah. That's, that's more that team toughness. I think individually some of these guys are tough, but I don't think you have – this is a dangerous phrase, but buy-in. Yeah. I don't know if you have buy-in right now. Which is weird to say because I still watch them, and I think I'm seeing a team playing hard. 
Individually, individually yeah. they play hard. I don't see a team playing smart. I don't see a team playing well for stretches. In stretches, you see a team that you think is poorly coached or not coached. Yeah. In stretches. But I, I'm, I'm really hesitant to go to the they don't play hard. Might be a bridge too far for me right now. Well, and the last time you saw a Texas Tech team roster that was like really together and had great chemistry, there was a stretch last year where I thought offensively and defensively you were yeah. really, really good together. The two years before that, you had pieces a lot like yeah. this year's team, and you went under 500 and 500 in Big 12 play. But the last time you really had a great team was that national championship team in 2019. Yeah. I guess you call them the Final Four Final team. Four team. But, like, you don't see the the cutter to the basket with a great pass. You don't see that kind of offensive chemistry. People call it basketball IQ. Mm. You, you don't see that stuff. Mostly on this team, you see a missed pick and roll. A guy running wide open to the basket and the, the guard not seeing him or throwing it around the horn. Mm. Or dribbling right behind the guy where the two trailing defenders are. Got to take the time out and finish up our number one of two strong. Today you guys can get on the text line 806-855-3712. Don't forget David Collier will join us in hour number two. We're recapping Tech and Baylor last night. Now 0-6 in the Big 12. How do you break a losing streak? Got any creative ideas? Throw something out there. Maybe it'll help. 806-855-3712. We'll finish up strong for hour number one. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Parker's action update on Talk 1340. Check out VSIN's catalog of original podcasts, daily and weekly programming to keep you in the know when you're on the go. Only at VSIN.com. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Divisional round underway Saturday afternoon. The Jaguars, eight-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Chiefs in Kansas City, 53 the over-under. Then in prime time, the Eagles, minus seven-and-a-half at home against the Giants, 48 the total. Then Sunday, the Bengals and Bills in Buffalo. The Bills a five-point favorite, the over-under 48. Then the Cowboys, plus three-and-a-half at the 49ers, the over-under 46-and-a-half. Heading into the divisional round, the Chiefs edging out the Bills as the favorite to win the Super Bowl at plus 300. Buffalo at plus 350. San Francisco, the top NFC team at plus 350 ahead of the Eagles at plus 550. For vcin.com, I'm Trey Westerberg. Talk 103.9. News, money, sports. Final segment, hour number one of two, Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro Coming to you from the Arctic Air Studios on ESPN 960 San Angelo and Lubbock. Talk 103.9 FM, news, money, sports. Question of the day, how do you break a losing streak? Bandwagon Wednesday, the ones you're on, the ones you're off, and then uh, recapping Tech, losing to Baylor, 81-74. Owen six now in Big 12 play for the Red Raiders. Texter, now you talk about owning it, here you go. Texter says, I take full responsibility for the problems on the basketball team. In an effort to break this slide, I am not watching the next game in hopes it changes our luck. The octagon of purple death coming up. Texter, how big a disappointment is Bacho? He's not ready for Big 12 competition. 
Uh, I'm hesitant to label it that. I do think he was just sideswiped by the illness, by the finger. He's not healthy. He, he just doesn't look right. And I agree with you. I don't think he's healthy. I don't know what percent, what magical percent we ascribe people to be. I'm at 67.8% today. Um, he don't look right. What were the minutes last night? He ended up playing uh, 22 minutes last night. Three boards, three points. One of one. He doesn't look right. I mean, does we talked about the adjustment two games in, AMAC. Now, it's foul trouble in Austin, so who knows? Uh, not really foul trouble last night. Is Bacho the guy who ends up losing out in the offense if AMAC's out on the floor doing his thing? Yeah, and maybe they asked him to do a different role. He didn't want to, and he's checked out mentally, but I don't know. We don't know. You could certainly make some wild accusations and guesses just watching the games, but to me, he just doesn't look healthy. Mm-hmm. First and foremost. Right. Then the chemistry change yeah. of the team. Because he's the one that's affected the most. Yeah. That it is a, it's a chemistry change. Now, it could, sometimes it's a good chemistry change. Sometimes it's a bad one. We talked about that, and that was one of the things that I kind of cautioned about. Oh, well, Fardos Amak, when he rolls in in Big 12 play, it's not exactly a cure-all panacea for everything because everything changes. You are right then, at that moment, a different basketball team than what you've been up to that point in every game and every practice. And if he's not healthy enough to be the energy guy off the bench, then I don't think he's great. I don't think he's better coming off the bench than he would be just starting. Yeah. Texture says, first the team needs to watch Hoosiers, then go streaking through the quad while eating Lucky Charms with clovers and rabbit's feet. Charm bracelets on. There's a lot going on right there. Can we skip the streaking part? We don't have to do that part, do we? No, I don't I don't think so. Texture, step one, redu- uh, towards breaking tech, losing streak, reduced Davion Harmon's minutes, palpable increase in dysfunction when he's in the game and on the ball, realizes he is, quote, the best we have, but it ain't working. Harmon tied for worst defensive rating last night. Threw up another patented one of four uh, two foot air ball in traffic. Two twenty to go. He's taking a lot of heat. I'm talking about Harmon. He at times was praised as an elite defender by Mark Adams, and that just hasn't seemed to be the case. He's a great on ball defender, but team defense doesn't seem to be his specialty. No. And the stats were the stats. The defensive stats are the stats. Die in the sky, don't lie. All right, top of the hour break. Jam up that text line if and you want to. 806-855-3712. Ask Coach Hyatt in the next hour. Uh, we got uh, How You Break a Losing Streak. Bandwagon Wednesday, the ones you're on, the ones you're off. And David Collier from Payment 28, KLBK Channel 13. All in hour number two. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Town Square Media Network. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, featuring Rob Bro. 
Excuse me. Yeah, I, I believe you have my stapler. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland. Welcome back, hour number two. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Congrats to us. Turn morning into afternoon once again with the help of you wonderful people on ESPN 960 San Angelo and in Lubbock. Talk 103.9 FM News Money Sports. Doing all I can not to sneeze right now. We'll see if we can get through the segment without that taking place as we work with you in the Arctic Air Studios. I can't imagine why anyone would be sneezing today, Rob. It's so lovely outside. The calm winds and the Pure, pure West Texas air. Nothing going on at all. Uh, how do you break a losing streak? Question of the day. Bandwagon Wednesday, the ones you're on, the ones you're off, sports or otherwise. Baylor uh, beats Tech last night easily, 81-74. And get your thoughts on the game and everything else that that uh, would imply. And then it's uh, David Collier later on this hour, his thoughts. Uh, huge San Francisco 49ers fan, so it's going to be a big week for uh, David Collier there as he directs the uh, athletic sports content at KLBK 13 and KMAC 28 in Lubbock. Uh, you guys join us on the text line, 806-855-3712. Use the 806. Otherwise, it goes to somebody in Florida. He's angry. He will not respond. 806-855-3712. I'm just Ryan Hyatt at Ryan Hyatt Media on Twitter. Follow us there. Show never ends. Got the website, theraiderland.com. He is Rob Bro at Rob Bro Show on Twitter, one-third of the Gambling Gauchos, and host of the Rob Bro Show, which will come your way Monday through Friday. Right here on Talk 103.9 FM from 1 to 2, right after our show. Texter uh, has a message for you, Rob. Dear bro, how are you? I am well. Have you ever conducted a job approval poll for tech basketball coaches? Yeah, Yes, I have, actually. Uh, uh, I did that late in the football season. I That is not something we did. Um, and I don't want to start it now. But maybe that's something we continue next year for a full scope. I don't want to start at midseason just because they suck. Yeah. Like that was an idea we had at the beginning of a football season and carried through an entire football season. It wasn't just a just a one time man, these hey, guys, let's hammer them. These guys stink. Let's get this going. But uh, that is a good idea to continue maybe. And maybe we do it for Tim Tadlock the entire season. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? J-Bob, get everybody in there. Ryan, was there ever a Coach James Dickey team this bad or this bad a record? Uh, I mean, the record at 10-8 and eight now. Yeah, there were some 10-8s and eights probably in there. Uh, I don't recall an 0-6 start. Maybe you would have to go back to uh, the last season. of Dick- The last two seasons for uh, Coach Dickey. Yeah, you'd had your NCAA troubles catch up to them there in the late '90s. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. If only there was a device. But do I do I recall an 0 and six start? No, record wise, I don't. Texas Tech uh, defense says the texter. Texas Tech defense is just not there like it has been the past five years. They seem like a bunch of guys that are just playing for themselves and not for the team. Okay, that goes back to a little bit of the last hour, Rob, in in the idea of individuals playing hard but playing individually and not team playing hard 
which that is a tough atom to split in a way. Right. But I get what the texture is saying. I I tell you, when I, for, the, for 99% of the time when I watch this team this year, the thought hasn't been, wow, that's a glaring lack of effort. But it has looked disorganized. It has looked disjointed. It has looked, as the texture is saying, that for the most part, it hasn't looked like a Texas Tech defense. And I think when you when you don't know where to be, you can look lazy, right? That when you got guys uncovered, when you're in the wrong spot on the floor, you can run hard, but run to the wrong spot. You're still in the wrong spot. I probably was guilty of that quite a bit. So I I kind of I kind of get what the texture is saying there, but yeah, it doesn't look like a tech defense. And it, for the most part, hasn't looked like a tech defense all season long. Oh, our cousin Joe is texting in. Uh, what could be done on the coaching level to get everyone on the same page? Uh, hey, you tell me, man. I mean, I it's it's mid January. Yeah. You, you had October. You had November. Yeah, December. And it's mid-January. That you can't. I don't. I don't think you can fix basic flaws in January. You can fine tune, right? You can work around the edges. You can tighten up a few things here and there. And that's what good teams do. That they're good, and then they get better. They go from good to great to elite to whatever. However, whatever little levels you want to put a team on, that that's the progression. Now. This isn't the worst team in America by far. It's not the no. worst team in America. Like, no. the, the discussion at 0 6, you know, it, it, someone tuning in would go, My God, have they won a game? It's a bottom three team in the Big 12, though. Yeah. And at a certain point, the old Bill Parcells, you are what your record is, you are, you know, who you are, all that, all that gobbledygook. At a certain thing, I don't think you can fundamentally fix certain things with a team. And I, if this team isn't already there, and it may be there, it may have already passed that point. That I'm putting this team in that category. That I, I, fundamentally, I don't know that you can change much of what's going on here. Well, what has improved in the last three weeks? No. Yeah. <laughs> That's what are you better at? That stump you? Yeah, and you're well, not. Well, you haven't improved anything. You're not better uh, defensively. You're not better offensively. Two games with AMAC. I know it's only two games. You're not. Your offense still struggled in Austin. It still struggled. I know you put up seventy four points last night. That that wasn't a great offensive look. I give a lot of that in the first half points to Baylor, kind of being indifferent and just hey, everybody's running them down and scoring. Let's have some fun tonight. Look like an old ABA game. Well, that's the style that Baylor wants to play this year, and you just let him do it. This is a great text right here. This is why we have the best audience, I think, out there, okay? Texter says, in this NIL era where Tech fans, uh, or pardon me, where Tech has had more success than Duds, is Adams being punished by the fan base for trying to build a more traditional roster with freshmen? I like the idea of these guys growing up and being program players, but how likely are they to stick around without playing time and success, really conflicted with this. There was another texter, really, caller, that called in and left a voicemail. And from what I gleaned from the, <laughs> from the, the transcript, yes, um, they mentioned, well, we're just a young team. You, you'll get better. 
Will you? Because in college basketball, to the texters' credit, they just text in, there's not that kind of build anymore. No. You don't build programs. We talk about building programs in football. You can still do that. You build teams in basketball. And you have to win every year because it's unlikely that you get six guys back every season. What? And at Texas Tech, you haven't gotten three guys back in a single season, it seems like, in the last four. It's funny. We're talking about this off the air for different reasons. Um, what the texture here is describing is one of the reasons Jay Wright's not a college basketball coach anymore at Villanova. That the air of the portal, the air of the transfer, the air of building a new roster, uh, he didn't dig it. It wasn't his he didn't like that. He didn't like the game anymore. Now I give him great credit, Rob. He got out of the game. He didn't fight it. He didn't he didn't rail about it. He didn't whine about it. He said, you know what? I'm done. I don't have to do this. I do not have to do this every single year. I am out of here. If you don't, I'd say this, and this goes for fans too, you cannot like it, you can hate it, but if you fight it, you will not win in this era now if you try to do it like it was five, ten years ago. You won't do it. I don't know for sure, I have to be careful here, so stay with me, Rob. Okay. I don't know for sure whether in his heart of hearts, Joey McGuire loves or hates NIL. I don't know whether he uh, loves or hates grad transfers and the ability to transfer and the one-time transfer. I don't know if he likes any of that. But you know what I do know? That he knows that if he's going to be a winning college football coach, he has to at least act like he likes it, embrace it, and go be a part of the Matador Club tech legends of music night at Buddy Holly Hall and auction off whatever it is. You think Mike Gundy's doing that in Stillwater? No. No. And I still think that in football, NIL is a part of it, but it's still just a part of it. In basketball, you've gone full pro league. Because if you need five difference makers in football where you have to go buy them, that's five out of 85 scholarships where you're really truly going to pay for somebody to play. Right. And there are some positions you, you might have to go do that. In basketball, if you have to go pay five players to come here and be here and really pay for them, that's the entire starting lineup. Yep. And you probably have a couple of guys on the bench, too. What I want to throw this out so here. I, I this just, is just a, gen, a generic. Uh, I don't. I don't think. General. I don't think. Just final thought. I don't. I don't think college football and college basketball are the same when it comes to NIL. And I think college baseball is even less effective. Yeah. What if I told you NIL might be helping a team stay together? That if it weren't for NIL, yeah. That some players it's, with the current transfer ability, in the season, yeah. With the current transfer ability, that it would be real easy. To go, this team's going nowhere and nowhere fast, and I yeah. am out of here. But wait, if I leave, I leave a hundred thousand what dollars on the table? Yeah, American, American. What if, what if NIL is actually keeping some teams together around the country? Yeah. And I again, we go back to the the thought of the NIL era. It's two years. Yeah. And really a year and a half. Um, I don't think we're going to see the full scope of this for another three years to really understand what's going on 
And again, I think when people complain about NIL in football, it's misguided. What they think is happening is what's happening in college basketball. Right. College basketball is a professional league right now at the high level. In the Big 12, in in a lot of these major leagues, the I Power would be, Six I would be it comfortable is a professional in saying, league. In the Big 12, there's not a team who's starting five individually, individual players making less than a quarter of a million dollars to play basketball this year. Yeah. I'm comfortable with that quarter of a million dollar number. On average. On sure. average. I'm sure there's some teams five. that are And there's below. probably somebody listening to this whose jaw just fell to the floor. Are you telling me right now that tech players are getting a quarter of a million dollars? No. Some of them are getting much more than that. Yeah. A lot more. That's why it's on average. And I would say Iowa State, arguably the best team in the country, probably has the cheapest roster. Yeah. I mean, their starters you know, are probably making like 500 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and getting free uh, free Seba Gaggy hats. And, may, and maybe that's why they have extreme buy-in. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. And I, I've never been a, an anti-NIL guy, and I don't think Texas Tech's problems are NIL problems. No. But the new reality is that college basketball is, and you've put yourself into it, an NIL league. And Texas Tech was a team that bought into that, right? Yeah. Full force. So... You're playing the game, and with five freshmen, the dream is that you survive this year, and in two years, you're really freaking good. With Bacho as a senior, and Pop Isaacs as a junior, and Drew Steffi as a sophomore, and that's the team that really gets it going. Right. Are they all here then? Do you have six juniors and a senior on that roster? Yeah. Magic 8-Ball says, ask again later. Yeah. I mean, that's just, if if it all comes to fruition and Mark Adams is still around and you have this roster in two years and you add a couple of grad transfers, this team is going to be really good. But in today's world of college basketball, it's just not how it it's works. It's just a big if. 806-855-3712. Push the break a little bit here. That's over, right? The uh, management will learn to deal with it just a little bit. We get you on the text line, 806-855-3712. How do you break a losing streak? Question of the day. Is that related to tech? Yeah, sadly. Ask Coach Hyatt questions. You can get those in today. And then bandwagon Wednesday, the ones you're on, the ones you're off. 806-855-3712. Quick break. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Twenty-two. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro taking it to one o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios, ESPN nine sixty San Angelo, Talk one hundred three point nine FM, News Money Sports. Give us ideas to break a losing streak. Texas Tech needs them right now. Zero and six in Big Twelve play. Eight zero six eight five five three seven one two. Bandwagon Wednesday. The ones you're on, the ones you're off, and then uh, Tech basketball in general. Much discussion going on. David Conner will join us. A little later on in the hour. Texter off the text line, Rob, says, Watched Kansas, Kansas State, Texas, Iowa State last night. Watched Tech game. Rewatched this morning. Tech may lack the quickness to stay up with those teams. Those teams look completely superior going after loose balls and attacking the offensive boards. Effort notwithstanding. 
I don't I don't think this is a I still don't think this is an effort deal, man. And I and I, and I don't think it's a talent deal. I don't think those teams are that fundamentally quicker, faster, stronger, better than Texas Tech's basketball players. I don't. I think chemistry, defensive chemistry is confused with lack of effort because a lot of times you get beat on the perimeter uh, in years past and you had the eraser or the help side defense that was there because there was communication. Yes. It, there's, there's, it, it, the defense is not playing together. They're playing right. really hard. Individually. Individually. Agreed. I think that's the simplest analysis one can provide on it right now. And if you have a, an individualistic attitude, which is what Mark Adams said. Alluded to, seemed to allude to after Iowa State. And and where does the team, who, who does that reflect? Yeah. Where does that come from? Does the attitude reflect leadership, Captain? Oh, yeah. You're either coaching it or allowing it to happen. What was that line? I've heard that. Texter, can we pull a leech and have a free throw contest to find a player in the stands? Also out on Harmony gives us nothing but terrible drives. Who would have thunk Jalen Tyson would be maybe our best player two weeks ago? Thought he was a total bust. I'm on the Tyson bandwagon now, says the Texter. A lot of people thought that before the season, but you're right. He he wasn't playing great for a stretch. Uh, He's had two really good games in a row. Texter says, Rob called out Harmon, rightfully so, but what about O'Banner in his low IQ place? Inexcusable. And the Minister of Defense looks like Mike Myers' character, Dr. Evil, in that three-quarter zip white pullover. Uh, Texas Tech turned into a clown show in less than a year. Unreal. Yeah, I think Kevin O'Banner, if you're looking for a guy who can step up and be a leader, that's who you want. If you're looking for the guy on the floor to take over a game and shoot a bunch of shots and make a lot of points down the stretch, he would be the guy, and he's not the closer you want him to be. Yeah. Of course, nobody is. No. There's one guy trying. Bob Isaacs. Yeah. And I really respect his game, but... It's hard to it's hard to close a game shooting thirty foot shots. Again, I said uh, you know uh, an efficient Pop Isaacs is a good Pop Isaacs. Last night, three of thirteen long. Yeah, four of fifteen from the field. Yeah, that's not efficient. No, that's not helping you win. Now, again, some of it's part and parcel to an offense that just staggers around, and eventually somebody's got to take a shot, right? I was about to say, who else is taking shots, though? I like the aggressiveness. You know? I mean, the idea is to score. You have to shoot to score. Yes. I wish Jalen Tyson would be more aggressive. So that's why I don't – I'm not hammering him for – I'm not – I don't look at Pop Isaacs as a selfish player. Yeah. I I look at him as a player – who looks around and goes, somebody's got to do something. Here's here's this. Go go back to the box score real quick and right. just read the shots taken by the starters. Here you go. Uh, your uh, your starters, O'Banner, 4 of 6, 1 of 2 long. Amac, 5 of 8, 1 of 1 long. Isaacs, 4 of 15, 3 of 13 long. Tyson, 7 of 13, 3 of 8 long. And Harmon, 2 of 4, 0 of 1. O'Banner and Harmon taking 10 shots total is criminal. Yes, 
criminal. And I want O'Banner. I want O'Banner taking five or six threes a game. Yes, Not live two. in the corner. That. O'Banner's catch and shoot is really good, and you do not put him in that position ever this year. Yeah. And that's what he excelled at at Oral Roberts, and he just does not get that opportunity by design at and Texas Tech. Certainly with AMAC, he should be available to you in the corner. Yes. And AMAC might be your best passer right now. Can, can you just run the the high the high the Let's high post, triple post right now? The high post, put Triangle. O'Banner low. Put put uh, Amac at the elbow and O'Banner in the corner yeah. and run some offense. I mean, surely they can drop a couple plays and run some sets. Surely. We've not seen that a lot at Texas Tech because that's just not their deal, but yeah. this team needs it. Texter says local sports experts would always pump Matt Wells' record by only losing by such and such points. Mark Adams is in a similar situation. You never want to be in a Matt Wells situation. You know what? <laughs> that, we'll we'll circle back to that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, I I need to formulate some thoughts before I really go. You need into to think that. on that a little yeah. bit, uh, Texter. With young players, you should improve as the season progresses. You have some young players, but you don't have a ton of young players. They're not playing. Young guys yeah, you aren't have, really out there. Just you have five freshmen, but Robert Jennings and uh, Elijah Fisher aren't playing. Yeah. Didn't play last night. Bottom of the hour break. You know who's coming up next? David Collier from KMac Twenty Eight KLBK Channel Thirteen. He directs athletic sports content. He'll join us. We'll get his thoughts on Tech basketball and his San Francisco Forty ers among other things. You can continue to jam up the text line, 806-855-3712. Quick break. Try and I, it's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Thirty-four. You got Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro taking you to one o'clock here in the Arctic Air Studios. As you listen in in San Angelo on ESPN nine hundred and sixty, and of course here in the Hubbaplex Talk one hundred and three point nine FM News Money Sports. Uh, question of the day: What do you do to break a losing streak? How do you shake things up? There might be a local basketball team that uh, wants to hear from you. Bandwagon Wednesday as well. The ones you're on. And off, and a lot of Tech basketball losing 81-74 to Baylor last night, a game that was not as close as the final score indicated. Uh, we are pleased to be able to welcome back to the program, even though contractually obligated to say this, the uh, Director of Athletic Sports Content at KMAC 28 Television in Lubbock and KLBK Channel 13. He is David Collier. Happy uh, Happy Wednesday to you, Mr. Collier. Collier, hi there. How, how, how are you guys doing today? Oh, not much to talk about. Very little basketball, yeah. you know. Baseball starts the seventeenth of February, so a lot of a lot of tech yeah, baseball. Yeah, Zaga, yeah. yeah, a lot of people looking at the tech baseball uh, schedule right here. 
Yeah, the uh, the biggest Tech Gonzaga matchup of the year uh, seems like they'll <laughs> probably be in baseball. That's what everybody was looking for. That's, that's right. That's what they were wanting. That that matchup. <laughs> uh, all right. So, kind of gallows humor right now. I'll, I'll just ask you this regarding Texas Tech basketball: Is there one singular thing that you can put your finger on and say, if this would change, this would change, or is it just a million tiny things that seem to be holding this team back? Or somewhere in the middle of all of that. <laughs> I, I think you're trying to ask me something in a roundabout way. Um, I, I would know. never do that I mean, to you. No, no, never do that to me. Well, I mean, if people complain at the beginning of the year that where was that three point shooting team? You get the three point shooting team, and you still don't get a win because the defense is an issue. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week. I guess it is a bunch of little things here and there. To be fair, I don't know how great a defense Baylor was playing last night either, but yeah. you still had to knock down the threes, and they certainly were able to do that. But, yeah, it's all the other places now. I mean, they score all those points in the paint late in the game, and you got two big guys that were supposed to clog the middle a little bit there, I thought. Yeah, and that points in the paint advantage was 26-18 to 18 in favor of the Bears last night. Second chance points, which, again, stick back things with that defensive rebounding in favor of the Bears 16-13, to 13, even though the first half there weren't many to go around. Um, we, two games into the uh, Fardos AMAC era at Texas Tech. And again, I'm not trying to ask this like a loaded question, but when a team's 0-6, everything sounds that way. Is he, is he, has his impact made this team better or just different over the last two games? Uh, different. I mean, he seems like a guy that's going to crash the boards and you feel good that he's going to get a rebound, right? I mean... He didn't have the same impact as Jalen Tyson on the board last, boards last night, but it just seems like there's something different there. You, you feel like there's a guy that's going to rebound. He's still hesitant, though. I mean, he's not fully healthy, right? I, I think yeah. it's a, hey, we need you to get back now type deal. And it, it shows from time to time, but I think it's different. I mean, it gives him a, a something else, and I'll take 12 points from him every night and see if everybody else can uh, keep up. I mean, you're getting double digits from the guy from two games, and he's like we said, he's not healthy. It's just different. I don't know if it's impactful at the moment. Yeah, see, this is why we have Mr. Carlier on, who uh, you know he directs that athletic sports content. You get some deep answers like that. There you I go. Don't, I don't know. That that's that why you're here. But uh, I just thought, I, I don't want to step on any toes, especially from the big guy that just got back with the old foot issue. You know? Yeah. There we go. I got a dad joke in. Just for that was really good there. That's Speaking of toes, do you have the Coach Garlic boots ready for the Wednesday night game tonight? Yeah. Say that again. Sorry, you... I don't listen to. Oh, see, you complain about me not asking <laughs> questions last I'm week, joking. and now I ask a question. No, I didn't. I didn't hear it. I'll, I'll be. I'll be honest. I didn't hear you. <laughs> I said, do you have the Coach Garlic boots ready for the game tonight? Your uh, your specialty. I do, I do not. Uh, I borrowed those boots just oh, for the record. Okay. Squeezed into them. They're not. They're not actually mine. I would not buy pink boots. I might buy red sequin boots, but I would not buy pink pink ones. There you go. This could be a big night for the Lady Raiders. They got a chance to get another one in Big Twelve play. That's not even a question. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just you know. I was just oh observing. no! I, and I agree wholeheartedly with you. Yes. Moving on. What are what are the topics today? Do we have topics today? Yeah, we actually do. Oh. Cool. Have you ever had to break a losing streak? Well, I mean, have you? You personally have probably never had a losing streak. 
but have you yeah. been around people that had to break a losing streak? Got any uh, suggestions for the Red Raiders? Uh, they could do what Oklahoma and Texas are going to do and just move to a not-as-good basketball conference. <laughs> yeah, there's an idea. That's an answer. It's not the <laughs> one that you were thinking of there. Yeah. How about that? No, I, if if I did, I would probably be over there hanging out with Mark right now and uh, seeing if I can get some some of that money. Yeah. Um, no, I I don't have a solid answer for you right now. I'm, I'm I apologize. I'm thinking about sports content right now. Yeah, somebody's got to direct it. Uh, yeah. We'll go to the National Football League. Uh, speaking of a guy who probably needs to break out of something, uh, Brett Maher, Cowboys kicker. Have you ever seen anything like that in your years of covering sports? Have you ever, have you ever covered something, a player, an event, and they were having such a bad day or a bad stretch that you were physically uncomfortable covering them? Physically uncomfortable. That you just felt bad for them. You hurt for them. No, not nothing like that. Yeah. I mean, that was well. I guess getting paid for it, but. Yeah, still. I mean, I'm sure. I've 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 been on a free throw line before and missed three free throws in a row, and that was pretty embarrassing. Well, but at least you got to the um, line. See, a lot of people never get to the line, David. So that I mean, that's a positive. You, you, this is the stuff that they're telling Brett Maher right now. Right. You know what's sad is he's he'd only missed like six extra points in his career, right? Yeah. Going into that. Oh, he's been one of the best in the NFL. Hey, he made his last one. Okay. Yeah. What more do you that's want? All that matters. That's right. Well, look he's at on a streak. Player. He's when he, had, when he had missed four of those things, he still had the same amount of points as Tom Brady. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, all right. What are we doing? I don't know. I was I was about to ask you about what you guys are doing. What do we need to tune in for on the 13 and the 28 on the old uh, content directing coming up? Well, I got another high school signing today. I know we got the real signing day coming up in a couple of weeks, even though it's kind of muted now, but. Uh, that'll be coming up here in a little bit. Uh, getting ready for another countdown to tip off. You mentioned the uh, the issues and uh, giving up points in the paint against uh, Baylor last night. At least they don't have a team that scores a lot of points in the paint coming this weekend. Oh no! Right? Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. that. Oh, I believe. Yeah. So we'll we'll look ahead to that contest with Kansas State, and uh, yeah, we'll find some more content to direct for you. Jericho- I'm looking forward to Rob Bro's show later today as well. Yeah, that's uh, from one to two on this station on Talk One Hundred Three Point Nine FM. Monday the people are Friday. saying. The people are saying. People, are, some people are saying. Yeah. There is a groundswell of uh, activity on the internet right now of people getting ready to uh, listen to that show. I may, I may just call it early after this segment. We may oh, just, sweet. we we may just go in and it may just be the Rob Bro show for the final segment of our show today. Well, has there been any great tweets out there today that you guys want to ask about? No, I don't think I'm going to ask you about that tweet. I appreciate that. You know, but I would tell you this, man. You know, sometimes you just got to listen to the blues and sip on a little bourbon. Yeah, indeed. Every now and then. Uh, hey, you're in shallow water all the time. Uh, even though it was contractually obligated, uh, it was still fun today. I, I enjoyed the little visit. I'll try to think of some uh, somebody's uh, painful game that I watched. I, I wouldn't want to out him anyway, you know? Well, no, I mean, but I, 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 those memories. I, I've been there. I, for me, it's been like covering certain coaches during stretches like this, right? 
it's, I think it's a little different from, I think it's watching somebody else on television and, you know, the teleprompter is messed up and they're just, oh. they lost it. Yeah. I got a couple of those. Okay. But nobody, I mean, Greg Miller, if anybody remembers Greg Miller, who used <laughs> to work at another TV station here in town. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever have the foot feed go out on the old prompter back in the old days? You, you, you ran a foot feed prompter. You know what? Uh, I had a foot prompter when I worked in Idaho, Ryan, and the first day I used it, I pushed on it too fast and it blew through the whole thing and when i got to my first sound bite yes. i looked to my roommate who was the uh, main anchor and i said dude i will buy your lunch like every weekend if you'll do this pedal thing for me the rest of the time <laughs> never did it again uh that's like walking some, and chewing gum that's me. some inside industry stuff but uh everybody who was in uh the biz there for a while knows exactly what we're talking about uh enjoy your day directing the uh, sports content i can't wait to uh, see okay. some of it again Thank you, gentlemen. And be sure to tell Mud I'd like to watch, you know, again, if he could make that happen. You and everybody else, my friend. You and everybody else. Thank you. He's David Collier at Collier on TV to uh, follow him there. We thank you for the visit today. Uh, let's, we got we got half a second. Can we get some uh, text in before we hit the break, or are you already rolling? Oh, we got like three minutes. Oh, well, okay. Uh, 806-855-3712. Uh, texter. Oh, I forgot to ask Coach Hyatt Day. Uh, Coach Hyatt, do you think your quarterback will be prepared for that Dallas defense? Uh, and if he starts showing his true colors, how uh, will you game? How will your game plan change to stay in the game? That's a great question. I guess I'm Shanahan now. Um, hey, w- we do what we do, and we don't worry about what the other team is going to do. Uh, we dictate to the other team, and whether our quarterback or our wide receivers, or our running backs are having a good day or a bad day or anything in between. We're still going to dictate to them what we're going to do. We want them to be adjusting. That's a great question. Uh, One for Coach Bro. Uh, Coach Bro, what's your game plan for this weekend against the Niners? Will you be going for two more often this week? Uh, No, we trust Brett Maher. He's a a longtime kicker. Oh, we don't do it specifically for the Cowboys, but... Mm -hmm. We'll let the game dictate how we react we're not going to go in with a plan to not use our kicker. We trust him. We paid him for a reason. It's a good answer, Coach. Yeah. Texture, uh, not going to overly criticize tech staff for going a little different direction in the portal, but result is severe deficiency in defensive talent, just not enough length or athleticism. Uh, Last year, people complained that you didn't go after three-point shooters. This year, you went after three-point shooters, and you complained you don't go after defenders. <laughs> yeah. If you're playing better defense, well, right, but you're not. And Curran Walton, with the first big minutes of of his year, he hit four for four. But again, defensively, what did he do? Yeah, I can't, I can't give you a good answer. But I don't. Again, you can't. With the, you had to hit the portal last year. Yeah. You, you didn't have a choice. So you can't criticize this coaching staff. I guess you can. But you had to go get some players from somewhere. Because you had, you had players leave. Well, yeah. Now, you can make the case, what if you'd held on to those players? Right. Yes. But you didn't. Right. Whether it was, was a mutual, you made. whether it was not mutual, whatever. Right. But at a certain point, you had to go get some players. There's only one place to go get them. 
if you wanted to have any sort of success this year. And you got five freshmen. Yeah. It's the biggest class since uh, – the biggest freshman class since um, – Kyler Edwards' class pretty big. It's got to be the biggest class since Tubby's first. Yeah. Freshman-wise. Otherwise, yeah, you lived yeah, in the portal. Think. Yeah. With Norrance and Keenan and those guys. Yeah, that, uh, Zach Smith. What was that, 13-14? Yeah. His first class would have been 13-14, right? Or, yeah. I mean, this is the most freshman you've had contributing since Jemias and TJ Shannon. Yeah. And Kevin McCuller, who's technically a freshman, I guess. Texter wants to know, do you think Pops will be at Kansas next year? Also, when O'Banner's driving a Maserati and others aren't, it's hard to get full-blown buy-in like players at Iowa State that just want to bring their lunch pails to practice. Well, there's a lot of generalizing going on there, isn't there? Yeah, the uh, more, guys at Iowa State are making good money. More than more than one guy has a nice car, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Reminds me of the story back in the day. I've got half time. I have a second to tell this real quick. Uh... One of the tech teams was playing down at Houston, and one of the coaches observed that the Houston players, this is five slam, slam a jamma in the early 80s, you know, were leaving practice in their cars, and you've got, you know, all these sports cars and Trans Ams and whatever. Uh, and then there's Reed Geddes, the goofy point guard who became a broadcaster, you know. He's driving a big, white Econoline van. Captain Sweets. Seats, not Sweets. Captain yeah. Seats. So, very nice. But, yeah, they're all in their hot rides, and here he is in his Econoline. Well, that's what he chose. Yeah. And I'll say this. Be careful of just blaming NIL. Yeah. That masks a lot of real problems. Yes, it does. 806-855-3712. Final segment of the day before the Rob Bro Show starts. Get this undercard out of the way. We get to the main event at 1 o'clock around here. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro. Final segment of the day, Bandwagon Wednesday. It's Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland featuring Rob Bro here in the Arctic Air Studios, ESPN 960 San Angelo, Talk 103.9 FM, News, Money, Sports, and Lubbock. The Rob Bro Show coming your way from 1 to 2. Stay right here. You can text in 806-855-3712. Question of the day, how do you uh, break a losing streak? Bandwagon Wednesday, of course. The ones you're on, the ones you're off. you still got time to text in. Tech Baylor recaps and uh, whatever else may be percolating around your brain today. 806-855-3712. Texter says on the text line, I'm checked out for sure. Don't see how you get to the attorney and could care less about an NIT, NIT punishment. Here's the deal. You have to have a winning – you have to have a 500 record or better to get in the NIT. I don't know that that's going to happen. The no-middle defense worked last year with a combination of talent. A lot of experienced senior players – is Adams ever going to be able to combine those both again in today's game? After Adams' demeanor last night, I definitely think the seat needs to be hot next year. I mean, what was his demeanor last night that's been any different since day one, Mark Adams' tenure? This whole demeanor thing, uh, it's a it, red herring, false that, flag. That it's, demeanor got him to the Sweet 16. Yeah. You know, that's uh, that's just not... That's a non-starter to me. Texture, uh, last year, Davion Warren, Adonis Arms, Kevin McCullough, TJ Shannon, Athletic Plus defenders. Can't think of a plus defender on this year's team. Maybe Bacho. 
maybe Bacha. Hmm. Uh, texture for uh, Coach Hyatt here. Coach Hyatt, do you uh, do you feel like you have the ability to influence the energy with which your team plays? If so, how do you do it? That's a great question. I use a cattle prod. I find it incredibly effective. It's a great means of communication non-verbally, and just the mere act of turning it on seems to be an attention getter. You can correct most behavior and encourage some, someone or something to do almost exactly what you want them to do with a cattle prod. That's how I do it. Great question. What, what's the the bell in, in psychology? Pa- Pavel, Pavlov's Pavlov's. Dog. Yeah, yeah, the ringing of the bell for Pavlov's dog. Uh, Coach Hyatt, before NIL, did you carefully keep your doc? Why, why before NIL? Did you carefully keep your documents in a safe or in the garage by your Corvette? It's a great question. Uh, I give them to my wife, and I let her put them uh, where I wouldn't know where they were. That's where I kept all my documents. I had a friend. He didn't cook much back when we were young. You know, you, you, we all had friends like that. All of his documents were in his stove in his kitchen. That, like, they were okay. Theory being, like, he didn't have a fire safe or anything, right? But if there were a fire, and I don't know if this is true or not, but his theory was if it if it caught on fire, if it's inside the stove, it might not burn up. I'm like, that's not the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, but yeah, worth the shot. He had all of his documents in a they were it was in a covered dish type thing like a big old casserole dish you might have or something. So I mean if you if you just happen to look in there you just see oh there's a there's a dish there in the okay you know or, or now I've just tipped off all the burglars now that uh that that, that burglarize who listen to the show and I'm sure we have quite a few uh wannabe felons listening to our show. The next time they break into a house they're going to look into somebody's stove. For the record, I did not have anything in my stove. It would not not be uh, not be the case there. Enjoyed it today. I wish we had better basketball to talk about. Maybe tomorrow we will with the Lady Raiders taking on the Longhorns. Uh, it will be either or Thursday. Don Williams may or may not appear on the show. We don't really know. I'll ask through his people, his representation, if we can do that. The Rob Bro Show is coming up next from 1 to 2 right here on Talk 103.9. If you live outside the area, download the app at kkm.com. You can keep right on listening. Same text line number works, 806-855-3712. I'll see you tonight around 6.30ish on the daily broadcast. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Hyatt Media. For Rob Bro, I'm Ryan Hyatt. We'll see you Thursday in Raiderland. Ryan Hyatt's Raiderland, a presentation of the Texas Town Square Media Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.